0: Welcome to Questions from the Pew, the intersection of faith
1: and culture. We're your hosts, Rykard Zalameda. And I'm Lucas Manning. Hey, here we are. Shout out yeah. from Ukrainian Village. Yeah, this is a,
0: we're not in the same studio no. this time around for this episode. <laughs>
1: studio in quotation marks. Yeah. We have a very loose idea of what a studio is. <laughs> Just an empty room. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, this
0: episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're not going to be talking about one particular topic. Really, it's going to be more of a housekeeping episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've gotten some questions from some of you uh, that we wanted to take up, as well as just kind of uh, bringing into focus what it is that this podcast is doing. Um, yeah, just just trying to, to focus in on kind of where we're coming from. And then, yeah, hopefully answer some of the questions that we got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And this is something that... That we could have explained at the beginning when he first merged with mm. uh, World Outspoken. Mm. Uh, and we kind of did it a little bit, um, but not as um, defined as we could have. Um, yeah. th- that is to say, we could have talked about ourselves as hosts a little bit more in our approach. Because right. I think, yeah, we, so we approach topics from, I'd say, a, a common foundation, but slightly different angles.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think some of it has to do with one, our background. So the churches we were raised in and kind of the audience that we're sometimes speaking to. Right. Uh, so like I know for me, um, so for those who don't know, I was raised in a very like conservative Baptist church, which is great. Love it. Um, but also one that was very narrow in its thinking sometimes, or at least, uh, culture and ideas that were foreign were thought of as threats to, the general like community so i think for the most part questions weren't always welcomed um and so for me a a lot of like what i'm speaking to or who i'm speaking to is like skeptics who are like hey i can't be like a part of the church if the church means that i have to believe that Um, yeah so and this is just i mean this is some just like personal philosophy but a lot of what i'm trying to find uh or help help folks with is like what are the defining characteristics of christianity like w- like what are the you know when you boil it down what's the common denominator that you need um and then the rest of the stuff is on the table it's on the negotiation table i have a loose grasp of it um, so i'll say things maybe that other people might not <laughs> or at least like entertain entertain yeah. thoughts they might not be as quick to right say it. yeah yeah, I, I wouldn't even necessarily like agree with a lot of the thoughts that I entertain, but it's just <laughs> interesting to entertain them and see where it goes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's a, a foundation of Christian orthodoxy and Christ as my Lord. I mean, that's that's just not going to change. But, uh, you know, a lot of the other things that are on the table are negotiable. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we drive away, the, the Christian faith drives away people because they're not willing to, to touch on these things. And, and for me, I
0: mean... It's not, I wouldn't say it's the polar opposite of you, but it's slightly different, obviously. Um, I grew up, I think, always looking for guideposts and signposts, I guess, if I can put it that way. So I thrive where there's a lot of structure. Mm. Um, And so for me, um, there were a lot of things growing up in, and again, I grew up um, in the church as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was different in that I saw a lot of, I don't want to call it craziness, mm-hmm. but there was just a lot of, um, I don't even say it was, we were loose doctrinally where, you know, in my context, right. but, uh, there was just a lot of, there was a lack of structure and a lack of dif- uh, definitude where I was expecting and when I, where I really wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, the approach that I take to a lot of the topics that that we cover is, um, I mean, I still, you know, entertain like different ideas or whatever, but I probably wouldn't be as quick to voice them as you are. Um, and so I'm, and even with the topics that were, that we cover where we're kind of rethinking, um, a a commonly held belief or or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. it is, I'm, I more so approach things from, uh, an aspect of let's nuance this, let's refine it, let's redefine what be, we mean when we talk about this thing instead of chucking it out completely or introducing right. a whole new thing in. So, I right. yeah. I'm not saying that that I'm completely against, you know, <laughs> completely... <laughs> turning right. things upside down. But I think I'm just a little bit slower to do it right. more hesitant, I guess. Maybe. Well,
1: I think maybe if, for instance, is like with the topic of inerrancy, when we talked about the Bible tells me so. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just fine just throwing the word inerrancy out the window if it's not working for us. True. Like if, if that's not helpful and it's just confusing more people than it is helping, then just get rid of the word. It, does, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Whereas I yeah. think you would be more of the of the line of why don't we like nuance it and, mm-hmm. and like, you know. Right. Like, not necessarily throw the whole thing out, but right. just, like, try to, like, yeah. I guess, redefine it in yeah. a way that's helpful.
0: Yeah, and I think we kind of touched on that, too, yeah. in that episode. And I, right. I kind of called for a redefinition of what we mean, what we meant when we were talking about those those terms. You right. Know? Yeah, and so, obviously, that plays into how we're going to, you know, approach different mm-hmm. subjects and mm-hmm. the kind of content that, mm-hmm. um, that you, the listener, mm-hmm. uh, you know is going to hear and encounter Mm -hmm. in the episodes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think one thing that's important to clarify is also just the title of the podcast. Um, so questions from the pew, that title could potentially mean a few different things. And what we mean by it, um, is essentially it's a metaphor. So, uh, we view churchgoers essentially as carriers of culture, um, almost cultural suitcases that we all bring with us when we sit Mm -hmm. in the pew. Um, and so where those, you know, suitcases of culture meet, uh, the Christian faith, which is a very broad, you know, it's a very broad range of topics. Uh, but where those things meet, those topics are what we want to talk about. Um, so it might not necessarily mean that we say, how can the lay church person apply this to their life? Um, Yeah, I don't think that that's necessarily... We might get into some of that sometimes. Some episodes Um, I
0: think we have as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, we have. But that's not always going to be where we go. One, because like you said, I mean, the pew might be full of Christians and also Mm -hmm. like some people who are not Christians or who are checking it out or, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's... That's yeah. That's just something to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, obviously, primarily our audience is Christian, but we're also we also want to engage these topics in a way that non Christians could also listen, be engaged, that kind of thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's I I think it's just reflective of where the church is today, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, the pews that make up you know churches. It's they're filled with people who are obviously primarily people of faith and who are, you know, Christians, but mm. at the same time, they're going to be filled with a lot of people who are still wrestling with this whole Christianity thing, right? You know, how do, how do we wrestle with, you know, the ethic that Jesus or Paul or the old Testament talks about and how do we, how does that play into life mm. today and how, do, how does that influence our thinking today? So, yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to be, we're going to be engaging these topics with those two groups in mind, and right there's a there's a balance I think that we're trying right. to strike here.
1: Yeah, for sure. And if it makes it easier, you can think of me as the skeptic and Riker <laughs> as the faithful. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Well, the, yeah, that's a gross <laughs> <also faithful>. caricature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to, but yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so we might approach things differently, you and I. Right. Right? right. Though we might not say so outright. I think for you, the faithful listener. <laughs> um, you're probably going to hear some of that come out come out in the way that we talk about things, especially right. when it comes to very hot bun issues and mm. very um, dare I say de- divisive issues um, mm. among those people sitting in the pews. So yeah, that's right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it yeah. it engage it helps us to engage in mm. very necessary conversation, and that's yeah. the goal for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Questions that that we had was in regards to um, the episode that was in season zero. I guess. Yeah. Right. The Bible yep. tells me so. That's right. Um, and in in that episode, we talked a lot about biblical hermeneutic, which is just another way of saying how, how do you interpret the Bible? How, what mm-hmm. methods do you use? You know how um, how do you interpret the words of mm-hmm. of, of the Bible of Scripture? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the questions was, and we talked generally. Um, about um, about Genesis and, and we yeah. used like the creation accounts in Genesis mm-hmm. one and two as uh, kind of a backdrop mm-hmm. for the whole biblical interpretation debacle conversations, conversations. Yeah. yeah conversation so uh, one of our listeners um, was kind enough to kind of engage us uh, on on that topic and uh, what this person was saying was basically, that a lot of people could take the points that we had. Basically, our main point was some of the things in the Bible can't be um, taken as literally, um, Mm -hmm. and by literally, obviously, like, for example, a literal seven-day creation, um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a metaphorical or poetic Poetic. way of... A way of Essentially, we,
1: a lot of what we were saying is that Genesis 1 is more so about the nature of God than it is about mm-hmm. the nature of how the universe came yeah. into being. It's, yeah. it's as a theological, the purpose of it is theological, not mm-hmm. scientific, yeah. metaphysical.
0: Yeah, it answers more so the question why as opposed to the question how. Right. Um, That's right. It might be a better, it might be a good way of, of yeah. looking at it too. And, and this person was saying, well, okay, if you take that point of view with, with Genesis, can't a lot of people would uh, would apply that sort of thinking and that sort of interpretive method, the way of reading the Bible, into like the New Testament, or yeah. with with issues like, for example, the homosexual uh, homosexuality and lgbt uh, movement. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of scholars and 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 theologians would say, well, if we read Genesis and creation that way, then we should also be able to read the passages that touch on homosexuality Mm -hmm. um, that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. I think it's Mm -hmm. a really good question. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it just comes down to the different interpretive methods that you take for certain portions of scripture. Um, So when it comes to like, uh, you know, affirming LGBTQ plus relationships um, or like lifestyles and all that, Um, I mean, there's a couple of passages that people always, you know, are pretty consistently go to. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the one that's most, uh, the one that's most, like, piercing is Romans 1, where it's talking about, uh, it's talking about men abandoning natural, what's like natural relations with women and burning with passion for another, or for one another. Um, So essentially describing homosexual relationships um well the, the the
0: point of contention there though is the the idea that homosexual relationships or homosexual relations in that ancient context weren't the same as today's homosexual relationships were right um they weren't you know, monogamous. right that was uh, maybe abusive or mm. or polygamous or even right. in, in like temple cultic worship that sort of thing of of Right. worship of other gods and and in today's society that's not the kind of homosexual relationship that um that we're talking about There, the kind of homosexual relationships that we see today are um they would say loving and, and nurturing as opposed mm. to abusive um so right. that's where the division i guess comes right. from and to that i would say that um yes i think you know, those people, those those scholars and, and those theologians have a point in that, right? So yeah. in some contexts, yes, that was the kind of relationship that is being envisioned. But in mm-hmm. other contexts, I think, the, for example, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament um, makes some broad generalizations about um, sexual immorality mm-hmm. that I think contextually, given what he's talked about in his other letters and just the general idea of what constituted sexual morality in that context. Mm -hmm. I think uh, there's little doubt in my mind that um, homosexuality among other things is what he's talking about when he says these things are things you should avoid. Right. Christians shouldn't be um, involved in.
1: Right. And, And other people might disagree with me. I think what we're trying to say in, in, in all of this why are we taking this up is that there's different methods that you employ for different portions of scripture
0: there's a difference with the way things are described in the old so most of the old testament for example is narrative scripture right Mm -hmm. and so it's in a lot of times it's descriptive Mm -hmm. and it's not out and by that i mean sorry so a lot of times in the Old Testament it's descriptive as opposed to outright being prescriptive. Mm-hmm. And by that mm-hmm. I mean it's more so describing a situation that happened right. as opposed to saying, do this, don't do that. It kind of leaves it up to the reader to decide. Mm-hmm. And it and 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 worse generations, thousands of years separated from mm-hmm. the original writer and reader. Right. So it's a little bit difficult. But it it's a little bit more difficult, I think, to make a case for for that. When it comes to the New Testament, where what you encounter is outright do this, don't do that, because right. we're Christians. Right. And so it's a little bit more difficult to say, well, we can't use that. We, we need to use that same interpretive method that we use right. in Genesis and the Old Testament towards the New Testament, because right. it's a different type of literature.
1: Right. Well, that's what a lot, of the, a lot of what you have to ask yourself when you're interpreting scripture is what is this text trying to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and that obviously opens up a lot of. Uh, insight into how we should interpret it. So with Genesis, you know, kind of like we were saying in the beginning, the purpose of it is to to, to differentiate God um, from the other creation myths of the day. And those mm-hmm. gods who would, you know, create the world by killing Leviathan and all the water bursts out right. and goes everywhere or right. splitting another God and putting the, you know, one mm-hmm. part of them as uh, you know, as the world, the other part as the heavens. Yeah. So I think what you have to ask is, what is Romans one trying to do? And you can't just use the, you can't just use the excuse, oh, we shouldn't interpret the Bible literally everywhere you go in Scripture, because in some cases, it's really just trying to give you a plain sense of what happened. All that to say, there's not a very strong case to be made for
0: extending the kind of interpretive method that we use in in genesis and in right. other parts of the old testament to the new um, testament epistles. to the new testament where it's very clearly instructive right like, even if you take contextual issues and right cultural issues into account
1: right which i think it's worth yeah i think it's worth taking up the, the question of lgbt oh yeah too, for relations. sure and i think it's yeah i think it's definitely something that's very needed right now mm-hmm. um whichever whichever way you land So that was that was kind of one, and then the other was in regards to our statements episode. Yeah, that was the most recent episode that yeah. uh,
0: we had put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, a lot of engagement uh, on this episode, mm-hmm. um, and it gave us yeah it, um, caused us to think a lot about about yeah. certain issues that we we did cover and certain issues that we didn't cover, but maybe we should have. Covered. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think yeah we've talked about how we we pressed close to maybe. Uh, <laughs> Uh, an itch, uh, Mm -hmm. but we didn't quite scratch it, which is fair. I think that's, that's legitimate. Uh, But yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, uh, one of the things was, um, one of the critiques, I guess, was that we didn't give some of the people or or some of the statements that we Mm -hmm. did cover a fair shake. Like we misrepresented them. And that, I mean, that wasn't our goal, but uh, part of it is just, (laughs) <laughs> we try to keep episodes to forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't and have so time to, the, yeah. The, um, and and we kind of um address it in the episode too. But these are nuanced issues, right? Yeah. These, they, they 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 warrant a lot. They warrant lengthy discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we were trying to do, where we we were just trying to paint uh, not broad strokes of the statements or the people, but um. Uh, statements in general, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, um, mm-hmm. and so we were—we definitely weren't trying to misrepresent or dismiss people, right, right. as if they weren't thinking or right. these statements were stupid. And right, definitely not what we were. Which I to.
1: think you will probably hear me do that more than Riker. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's one of those yeah. different approaches, and we yeah. didn't state that explicitly. Yeah, We, for we sure. didn't state that
0: clearly. Right, though, our approaches. So.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah, I think uh, I think I probably disagree with putting out some of those statements and that's that's like where I land and I'm <laughs> fine with saying that. One of the And I
0: would agree and I would uh, land right. on those statements are still necessary but they come with with some consequences. Right. And some right. repercussions.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is fair. Yeah, I think there w- uh one of the questions was just about um, we had made the statement that the Old creeds, uh, so like the um, Apostles' Creed and Nicene Creed, Nicene uh, Constantinople, those creeds um, were to establish like Orthodox Christianity. Um, I mean, one, they were specifically, especially like the Nicene Creed was specifically designed by uh, Constantine to like officially become the religion of the land. That was like kind of the whole point. It was Arius versus uh, who was the one who represented Orthodox Trinity? Uh,
0: the Orthodox uh, Trinity?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway, and obviously, you know, what we know as the Orthodox Trinitarian view won out. Which we great. just nerded out, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Church history nerding out. Um, so, yeah. So those were very, um, I guess, official meetings by both civil and religious leaders to concretely say what it was that the church held mm-hmm. as orthodox doctrine um, so I think we made a differentiation between that and some of these recent statements like the statement on social justice and the gospel the Nashville mm-hmm. statement um, they might be uh, the people who wrote those statements might consider them on the same level um, I think we said that in the podcast but we kind of just brushed real quick by it yeah. we We're like they would probably say this is more important but we don't think so yeah. Uh, but yeah so they, they probably would say that you know this is is uh they're defending orthodox christianity mm-hmm. and maybe that was their even purpose for putting out the statement i'm i'm uh yeah i think that that's that's fair maybe that's what they thought they were doing um and maybe that's what they did but the consequences that we had talked about that arise from statements are that it gets out into the open and it takes on a life of its own and those words those statements do something mm-hmm. in social media um in the wider public and so, perhaps before making a statement, we just need to consider the life that it will take on after it's mm-hmm. written. Not to say we should never write statements, sure, um, but we should just be very cautious when we put them out. And I think that's where we landed on. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't think either of us. I mean, we're making statements right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like yeah. you can't not make statements. But yeah, yeah. I, think and, I mean, oh, go ahead. So,
0: oh, I was just gonna say. I mean. I would agree to the with the statements to the extent that um, that the climate of culture necessitated mm. those statements being put out. Mm-hmm. Um, the climate of Christian culture, I guess I'll, I'll put it that way, because the reason for the statements that we talked about a lot in the episode um, was because a lot of people were elevating those issues and those um, those topics to the level of core Christian doctrine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it did become a point of orthodoxy for for some people because they right. were coming dangerously close they saw it as coming dangerously close to um, to changing core Christian right. historical doctrine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I get that um, yeah. and would I agree with every nuance and every statement within, you know, every part of the statements that we mm-hmm. talked about? Probably not. But I, mm-hmm. again, this is me speaking for myself here. Yeah. I see the point in them and I yeah. see the, that's fair. The the necessity of, of those. Right. But again, like we said in the, in the episode though, those do come with uh, consequences. Because that's, right. because of our modern culture, it's, those statements don't stay within the church right anymore and i don't think they were meant to stay within the church either i'll put it that way
1: right Um, yeah for sure
0: yeah something that that was pointed out by one of our listeners who engaged with this really this episode really well was and this is something we didn't cover in the episode was that a lot of times these statements are necessitated by just governmental pressure Mm. um, to maintain you know whatever status i have as a as a a non-for-profit or, yeah.
1: or, or, or whatever it is. The yeah. one thing about that is that you can have those statements on file for like civil reasons and you don't... Sure. Like the way that these statements were published, they were meant to be read in mm-hmm. public by the public. So I guess that's that's the one distinction between um, between those two things. Sure. Um, because obviously, you know, lots of churches have doctrinal statements. I mean, lots mm-hmm. of organizations, uh, Christian organizations do too, yeah. uh, which is totally fair because obviously... I mean, we work for Moody Bible Institute and they, I mean, they only hire Christian, Christian people to work mm-hmm. at the institution. Yeah. So that's, or I mean, Christian they doctrine to, that they, right. they
0: require their employees and students. To, right.
1: And so they obviously have to have, to have that written down just for consistency's yeah. sake. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but at the same time, I think these, these statements we were talking about are a little bit different in that uh, what will, yeah, essentially they were created to be read, you know, publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's where, I think, yeah, we might land a little bit differently, but I think like the kickback that, or like the, I guess just the witness that it brought with it, some of those statements, I would say isn't worth, isn't worth it, which other people would say it is, but I would say that the way it makes, not that you shouldn't do things that make you look bad, even if you think it's right. Captain America would say, do it. (laughs) And it's we love Captain own. America here at Questions from the View. <laughs> no, but uh, yes, yeah, so I don't think that it's wrong to do that. But I also I also think it's prudent to keep the Christian witness in mind uh, as you're taking actions in public. I mean, it says so in Scripture. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you might land differently, um, but that's where we're coming from when it comes to the yeah. statements.
0: Yeah. And, and really, the I think that's, this is... I think that was one of the episodes where um, we found out afterwards that a lot of people were asking the question, okay, what should Christians do? Yeah. <laughs> well, originally, yeah. we didn't come, you know, towards right. subject wanting to answer that question. Mm. Uh, but after the fact, due to the engagement that we saw to this episode, thanks to you listeners, we realized, man, that's uh, obviously something that, that you guys want to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this isn't us telling you what you should do, but right. um, yeah, just to help you think maybe through right. the way we interact with these, yeah, absolutely. these statements as they're being put out. And more will be put out.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, one uh, something that was also said uh, was about how some of these statements are put out by church leaders. So the lay people, um, you know, obviously don't have any control over it. So it's hard to understand how we should engage with it, which is a good question. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, that's a good question to engage with. I'm not qualified to tell you what to do, so <laughs> I just But I am qualified to tell you what I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the internet.
0: <laughs> this again, this is not answers from the pew. <laughs> yeah. This is questions from the pew. Just asking okay. some questions. Um, no. Well one I think a good place to start is really to, you know, for lay lay people, the normal person sitting in the pew and who's on the receiving end of these, you know these statements, Mm -hmm. I think a good thing to do is just to interact with your pastor Mm. about it. You know, because they're, I don't want to say they're, they're, they're closer to the issue, but they're, they're closer, I guess, to the front lines of things Mm. where they're dealing with this on a, on a, on a daily basis. And as, and, and a lot of the times these issues, these statements are at the forefront of their minds. Mm. Whereas for, um, for the lay person, for the normal person sitting in the in the pews of a church, it's um, it, it's something that is almost coming at them from the flank, yeah. where it's like it's not a di- it, it doesn't directly affect them, but right. it, it still touches and impinges on right. their daily life and interactions with others. Right,
1: it might be a talking point for them, whereas mm-hmm. for the pastor, they have to decide how they're going to structure their ministry right. around right. it. So uh, yeah, a good place to start is to
0: talk with your pastor about yeah. it. Yeah, probably thought uh, through it. Yeah, thought through it a lot more, and and he he or she can help you think through it a lot more mm-hmm. as well, because the responses that we that you and I will have to these statements, regardless of whether we agree with them in its in their entireties or in mm-hmm. in in bits and parts, they're gonna look a little bit different, I think. For each person, for each church, because each yeah. church is, is going to be, each church is going to be is, in, in its own context. Yeah, you know, an an a, an urban church in the middle of Chicago is mm. going to deal with these issues differently than a rural rural church right in Kansas.
1: Right, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's really well said. But also, you don't have to swallow everything that you get told either. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think. I mean, I want to uphold church unity, so if you disagree with your pastor, I don't think you should just leave your church. But at the same time, it's, it's all right to, to look into these things as well, do your own research. Mm-hmm. But your pastor is a great resource. Yeah,
0: and I think there's something to be said about approaching these subjects um, with grace. Yeah. Right? Christians, uh, out of all the people uh, that we interact with, should be marked by, by grace and love. Mm. And mercy towards each other. So, in your interactions, for example, you and I, Mm. again, for the large in large part, we agree with a lot of Mm. things and start from the same core foundation. But we might take different takes on on certain (laughs) issues or approach them from different angles. Yeah, but we approach these issues and in our and our interactions Mm. with each other, uh, with love and with grace and mercy, and with the idea of not. To spark contention and arguments, right. but to un- to truly understand where the other mm. person is coming from, and actually try to work to yeah. understand. Yeah, because the yeah. other person is is not stupid. Right. Don't start a, a, a conversation with someone about this thing and and automatically assume that they're close-minded. Because right. These the the pastors and theologians and Bible scholars who put out these statements, they're intelligent people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we're not saying they're they're dumb. We're just Right, might just have some blind points. spots. Maybe yeah. strongly disagree sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but but
0: again, we approach the subject and the people related to those
1: subjects with as much grace and love yeah. as possible. And that should just be the mark of a Christian, really. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah. Yeah, that was a, that
0: was a lot of housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it was good. I had yeah it, it again we the two of us owe you the listener a lot because it helps mm. us to engage even more about the topics mm. that we've already been thinking about yeah uh, and, and again you opened our eyes to certain things that maybe were blind spots for us like oh we
1: should have should have included this in the episode yeah we're happy to do so absolutely I would say it's yeah helped with precision of language you know when you hear back from people it's like okay yeah that I should clarify that a little bit better so it's nice to hear yeah. back
0: Yeah, so please continue doing so. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like I say at the end of each episode, if you haven't already, rate, comment, ask questions, and subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, any other closing thoughts, Luke? I mean, I think that's good for me. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been Questions from the Pew. I'm Records Alameda.
1: I'm Lucas Manning. We'll catch you next time.